0: Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. They'll look for things that have all the bells and the whistles on it. The Bible doesn't have all the bells and the whistles. It doesn't have the latest lighting. It's an old remedy that has never failed me yet. And I'll take a trusted old remedy over a newfangled product any day of the week. I want that word of God to be hidden in my heart that I might not sin against God. Amen, there are going to be those that run to the mountains and ask the mountains to fall upon them. But it's not going to happen. There's days and hours that are coming in ahead for the church. Amen, where God is going to see who is looking for the right direction, who's living in the right direction. Appreciate each and every one that's come out on this, this weather. With this weather being what it is today, God bless you for being here. Still a nice, nice group of people that have shown up today. I'm glad that God is here. Appreciate Him and love Him so much. Amen. Proverbs 16 and 18 reads this way. Pride goeth before destruction, and in haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of an humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good. And whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. Amen. Anybody want to be happy today? Man, I'm glad. People don't understand why we're happy sometimes. I've suffered some losses. I've suffered some devastating things in life, but I still have found my greatest source of happiness come from knowing who Jesus Christ is. The wise in heart shall be called prudent, and the sweetness of the lips increases learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it, but the instruction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth, and addeth learning to his lips. Pleasant words are as an honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. The last verse I want to read to you today is verse 25, and it goes like this: There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. There is a way that seems right to men, but its final destination leads to the place of death. I just simply want to preach to you a message that I've entitled Good Direction is Everything. Good direction is everything. Would you lay your Bibles down? Let's say a word of prayer over this word of God today. Would you lift your voices with me right now and just ask the Lord to bless the remainder of this service? Lord God, today, God, we've come before you. God, as your children, we've come before you, Lord, hungry. God, we've come before you as the lesson so aptly explained to us today, thirsty. Thirsty for more of you. Teach us today. Uh, of your word let us experience today god your power and your might in jesus name in jesus name we pray and would you lift your hands and just give the lord some praise today in this place hallelujah come on somebody right now come on let's entertain the presence of the lord right now as we enter into the word hallelujah clap your hands before him right now in the name of jesus come on give him some praise in this place Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, God, for sound direction. Thank you for instruction. In Jesus' name we pray. You may be seated today. Just a couple of days ago, I went back to work, and uh, I was informed that my my route had changed uh, in uh, a couple of things, a couple of different ways. And so they had placed upon me a couple of more Stops for my delivery route that I needed to go to, and and they were bulk heavy heavy, heavy bulk stops, and and so um, I didn't mind the change. I didn't mind that at all, but it had been a long time since I'd been to that area, and so I began to ask questions about it. Um, I asked a coworker if he would mind giving me the details that I needed in order to get to where I was trying to go, and he said sure and he began to give me directions verbally and once he saw that i was having that far away look glazed over look in my eye as he was giving me the details because he was actually giving me probably a few too many details i started to get lost in all the muddiness of the details i said you know what why don't you just draw me a little diagram i think that i could i could handle that better and so he drew it out on the back side of a piece of cardboard there, and I snapped a little picture of it with my cell phone uh, so that I could take it along with me and I didn't have to drag that, that piece of cardboard along and and i I, I, uh, I told him because he was like don't worry about it you'll be able to find it once you're out there and I said that's fine I said i don't doubt that I can eventually find it I i I, I simply related to him that I just, my my personality, the way that I operate is I don't like wondering if I'm headed to the right place. I like that security of knowing that the directions that I've been given, I understand them, number one, and number two, they're correct. And so I, I had him draw the diagram out for me, and once he drew the diagram even just looking at the diagram started to remind me and refresh my memory of times when i'd been out, been out to that place years before you see i'll take a trusted source i'll take a trusted source for directions over a gps direction any day of the week and i'll tell you why because the men that i work with and this particular man he's very intelligent he's very smart uh, he he's very, uh, very good at what he does. And, and once he has been to a place, he never forgets. I wish I was a little bit more like him, but I'm not. And, and I, I've had to depend upon GPS so oftentimes to get me to places. But I've had GPS steer me wrong. I've had GPS, something that just tells me, a source that I've trusted to a certain point, I've had it fail me before. But this particular man, he's never given me false information. He's never steered me in a wrong place and that's why I went to a trusted source to get my directions. When we're walking through this life, hear me now. As we go and we travel this journey called life, in how many ever years that the Lord blesses us with as we travel this journey? Amen. You do not want to go on this journey without having good directions good directions mean everything. Good directions could be the difference between you being saved or lost. Good directions are the difference between you being stuck or getting to your final destination. Amen. And the Bible is my source for my directions and I want to tell you why. It's because that the Bible has proven to be trustworthy in my 51 years on this earth as I have tried to study it and I've tried to learned from it and I've gleaned from it and I've tried to follow its words and its instruction and its direction in all of those years I have found that the word of God has never led me astray it's never got me stuck one time it's never brought me to a dead end one single time but the word of God has always gotten me where I've needed to go in this life Now, I know in our day and age, we like everything that's new. Easton likes the new shoes. I like a new whatever whenever I can get a chance. (laughs) Everybody has their own thing, you know? I don't have to have new all the time, but sometimes it's nice. It's nice to have something new. One of the brothers and I were talking today, I said, is that a new suit? He said, yeah, and you know where I got it. I said, thrift store? He said, absolutely, and he knows that I'm proud of him because I don't mind shopping at thrift stores for my clothing. I don't mind that at all. That's okay with me, and and I'm, I'm thankful I've gotten some very nice stuff at thrift stores. That somebody went out and paid, I've got one suit that I just gave away to my son. I looked it up, it was $1,100. Now you'll never find this old boy paying $1,100 for a suit of clothing. But I will pay $11 for it after the guy that paid 1100 for it is done with it. And that's what I paid for it when I found it. And I didn't even have to go to Sister Kim Smith and ask her to to hem it for me. I mean, I threw it on. It was like it was custom made. Had his name on the inside of it. Some chiropractor up, up uh, west of here. Some guy with uh, uh, more money uh, than I guess he knows what to do with. And he can afford the $1,100 suit. I thought about calling the guy up and saying, listen, doc. Hey, when you're done with your clothing, it fits me perfectly. Call me up and I'll give you a good price for it. I give you twelve dollars for it. <laughs> Cut out the middleman. This word of God is not something new. Amen. People will look at it and say it's antiquated. They'll they'll look for things that have all the bells and the whistles on it. The Bible doesn't have all the bells and the whistles. It doesn't have the latest lighting. It's an old remedy that has never failed me yet. And I'll take a trusted old remedy over a newfangled product any day of the week. I want that word of God to be hidden in my heart that I might not sin against God. I said all that to say this, since the word of God is here and you can look behind this pulpit right, right here today, Easton come up and he said, can I borrow a Bible for Sunday school class? I don't know if they're in a contest or what, but, I, but I said, sure. And I reached down behind here and I, I said, take your pick. We got black, we got Brown, we got burgundy and we got one with no cover. <laughs> Guess which one he took. He took the one with no cover cause that's Pawpaw's Bible. We have the word of God. Anybody that walks through these doors that doesn't have a Bible, we've got some Bible. Now, they may not be a $100 family heirloom Bible, but they still got the same words written in them, and it's not about the cover or the lack thereof. It's about the content that's inside it. It's never failed us. It's still good for today, just as it was good 1,000 and 2,000 years ago. This word of God will never fail us. So there is no excuse of being unaware of what it takes to live for God and to please him. We can have the word of God if we want it. I take you to these eight verses. I love the book of Proverbs because it's, I had an analogy in my mind if I would have thought of it. and, and, And Brother Hogan, do you still have that little, that little rag right here? It really doesn't matter. I, I hold it myself. It's it's a little rag. Now we know this guy's a hiker. He likes to go out hike. Uh, Brother Hogan likes to go on the Appalachian Trail, and and so he's constantly looking for things that he can put in his backpack that don't weigh very much. And he he walked up here between services today, and he showed me this little bitty pellet that almost looked like a a small alka seltzer. It, it just a little white pellet and, and, uh, it was very teeny tiny. He said, these things are so cool. He said, watch what this thing does. And I thought, what is that? Is he gonna pop it in his mouth? Is it gonna, what, what, what's he gonna do with it? You know, fake that he's, uh, got rabies or, you know, you know with a, I didn't know what he was gonna to do with that thing. And he took a little water bottle out put a little water on this thing, and I watched that thing go from a little pill, a a small little tablet to this little washcloth here, and it just began to expand, and he pulled it out and showed me that. I thought, how cool is that? How cool is that? And I thought (coughs) to myself, that's kind of what Proverbs is to me. Proverbs is a book that just has so much packed into such a little place. But when you began to delve into it and you began to put a little water uh, 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 of the spirit on the the book of Proverbs, you'll watch the book of Proverbs come to life right before your very eyes. It will expand into something greater than you ever thought that it could be. And the book of Proverbs is just so jam-packed with so much that we can learn from. So many directions. Eight verses that I read to you, they cover in these eight verses pride. It covers humility. It covers wisdom. It covers understanding. Amen. It covers who to receive your instruction from. And you can tell a lot about a person's true intentions by who they're getting their advice from. Not everybody comes to you wanting your advice so they can go out and follow it. They're just seeking for an easy way sometimes. But those that come to the word of God are seeking the remedy. It even promotes education in verse 23. It advises us to speak blessings of kind words. However, when you get to verse 25, there's a slight shift that takes place. There's a little bit of a, 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 of a stopping block. There's a little bit of a, a shift in, in the attitude and the shift in the, in the direction here. Verse 25 sends out a warning in the midst of the instruction Amen. You go down the highway and you've got lines and you've got, you've got dashes and you've got white lines on the outside and you've even got the little different, uh, things on the side of the road that, the little bumps that, that make it sound like, you know, you've just gone over a grade or something like that to tell you're getting close to the edge. You've got all of those things, but you also have the stop signs. You have the yield signs, the warning signs that are there because they understand that you need more than just guidance, that sometimes just because you can go straight ahead doesn't mean that you can go straight ahead at full speed. You've got to slow down or you must stop. There's warning signs that go along with the directions. And that's what Proverbs is saying here. There's a warning uh, in the midst of the instruction when it says to be careful of man's definition of right. Because just because man has become very skilled at self-justification does not mean that God will ignore sin. God's trying to get us to the place he's preparing for us. He's given us all kinds of direction on how to get there, but not without a few warnings along the way. He says, you got to be aware of some pitfalls. You got to be aware that you're headed in the right direction. I was mowing my mother's yard uh, not too long ago, and uh, I was right up alongside of, of, of a fence that she has that runs alongside of her yard, and I was... Um, the grass was a little bit high, probably four or five inches, and and I was pushing that lawn mower. And as I was pushing it, if you ever see me mowing the grass, you'll you'll notice that that I uh, I'm a sprinter. I'm trying to get it done, and I'm in a big hurry, and I'm moving forward very quickly. And and when all of a sudden I I, I see uh, in my my pathway a little frog that's trying to desperately get out of my way. He's jumping through that tall grass and I'm coming up very quickly upon him and I I got as far as I could without running over him and and I didn't want to end that little froggy's life. I mean, I I got a heart. I I care about what happens to frogs. I, you know, I'm not, you know, a pro-peta person or anything like that, but I'm not going to kill something just because. I got right up on that frog and that little frog you know, its eyes bulged out, it seemed like even a little bit bigger, and it was doing everything it could, and so I stopped right before I ran over it to let it get out of the way, which it tried to do. It hopped about three or four times, but every time that frog would hop, it would simply hop into the into the depth of the grass that I was getting ready to cut next, and so I'd pull up on it just a little bit more, I was like, hey. Dude, you're going to have to figure something out here. You know, I, I really don't feel like reaching down and grabbing a hold of you. And uh, I just want you to move. I'm going to let you get out of my way. And, and so that frog would, would hop a little bit more, but it would continually just hop out of front, uh, in front of me into the high depth of the grass that I was getting ready to cut. And I thought, fella, your safety line is right over here. In where the place that I had just cut. But you keep hopping into the place that you're comfortable with. In the place that you feel like you're hiding from me. When the reality is I'm headed there. I'm headed right down your alley. And until you move and hop a different direction over into a place that I've already prepared. A place that I've already cut. Then you're not going to be safe. He's lucky I have decent eyesight. And patience. That little guy would have never lived to see another sunrise. You find, I find sermon material in the strangest of places sometimes. <laughs> but I thought about that little frog as I was mowing the grass. And I thought, Doug Rice, you are not so much different than that little frog sometimes. Because... You'll feel the heat. You'll feel the pressure. You you know that you've got to move. You know that sudden destruction is coming. You know that certain things are coming into your life. But And so any old joker can move out of the way of sudden destruction. But the real thing, the, the, the real point that I'm trying to get is the direction in which we move because we can move one way and just delay the inevitable or we can move God's way and get out of harm's reach altogether. And the word of God is... Is not just about us continuing to move forward. The Word of God is about us moving in the right direction. It's moving out of harm's way. Moving into the loving arms of a loving God who prepared a place for us that where He is, we might be there also. Yeah. Amen. Our earthly nature is one that doesn't differ much from that of that little frog. We know there's danger approaching. But instead of heading off in a few short hops to safety, instead of heading in the right direction, we continue to jump back into the place that we already know, the place we've already been found out, the place that we're running from, but we just keep going back to those same places only to find that the the destructive nature is just going to be a few short feet away. Thankfully, God is patient just like I was patient with that little frog. Now, just in case you're wondering, that little frog did finally with a little coaxing from my foot. I just said, bud, you got to go this way. You, you, you got to get out of my path. You got to get out of my way. Sometimes God will coax us. Sometimes I know God is patient with us and sometimes he even allows us to for a certain a certain amount of time to 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 continue on and we feel like we're really doing something we feel like we're we're moving and we are moving it's just that we're not moving with a with good direction there's nothing more frustrating than working for nothing i feel like that every once in a while when i go to work and i get my paycheck my paycheck i look at it and uh by the time i pay taxes and by the time i pay insurance and by the time they take out what i put into my 401k you know and they they take a couple more deductions out and i have a little savings plan by the time they hand me that paycheck it's about 65 or 70 dollars worth uh, of money that that i take home from good old fedex and i look at that little paycheck and then i go down to the to uh uh the gas station and i pull up to the tank and I I put about $45 of that $75 into the tank. And I I look at myself and I I think I'm working. I'm working just so I can get to work. (laughs) I drive a long commute to get to work. It takes a lot of gas. It's a tank a week. I'm thinking that paycheck's not gonna get me very far. There's nothing more frustrating than putting time and effort forth forth and feeling like you didn't get anything out of it. And sometimes we find ourselves we go right back to the same old pit that, that the Lord just tried to get us out of and we jump right back into it thinking maybe this time it'll be better. Maybe this time I can handle it. Honey, you ain't never gonna get anywhere in God until you follow the good direction that he's written for. It's tried and it's true and the word of God is the only answer. For, for our salvation. There is no other answer. There is no other God. There is no other salvation. There is no other gospel message. 2 right. Timothy 3 and 1 said this know also in the last days perilous times shall come. It begins to s- describe what our society is going to be like. When it says that men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers. <laughs> Incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Anybody ever felt like you're trying to do good and you just, you're despised because of it? Sure. It goes on to say, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And then it gives us some direction. Direction. It says "From such, turn away." Yes. Good directions are valuable. If you want to go to heaven and I think that you do, you've got to have good directions. because the world will try to muddy everything up, the world will try to confuse you. The devil is a good backseat driver. Left, left, no, no, go right, no, no now turn around. And before you know it, you'll be so distracted and so confused that he'll have you in your life into a massive wreck. But the word of God tells us that he is not the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. Let me tell you today that when the church sees these things coming that I just read, it's time to move it's time to jump it's, it's even the backsliders and sinners can feel the intensity of the hour that we're living in so the question isn't whether or not to jump because everybody sees the fury that's headed down uh, the, the trail there's there's people that, that have been away from God for years and years and years and they look around and they're feeling insecure they're feeling uneasy there's people that don't even really know God and they're feeling un- insecure and they're feeling uneasy and they're, they're doubtful about Our future, they don't know what's going to take place. Amen. Everybody knows that destruction is coming, or the feeling of destruction is coming. But and so everybody is willing to move, but it's only those that move in the right direction that are going to be saved. Amen. There are going to be those that run to the mountains and ask the mountains to fall upon them, but it's not going to happen. There's days and hours that are coming in ahead for the church. Amen. Where God is going to see who is looking for the right direction, who's living in the right direction. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Everybody tries to get out of the way of certain destruction, even a small child will try to remove themselves from harm's way. But just jumping isn't enough. You've got to jump in the right direction. It's a natural instinct to run back into the darkness, to try to hide. But the safety will never be found in the dark places. There will never be any safety in drugs or alcohol. There will never be any safety in illicit activities. There will never be any safety in self-pleasure. There will never be any safety in more material things. There will never be enough safety in a big enough bank account. There will never be enough. You'll never find safety in all those places. I love what Brother Jones said in the lesson today about Paul once you get the first thing right that's seeking first the kingdom of God all the other things will be added to you Paul was not a man that didn't know hardship Paul understood the misery of ministry We clean ministry all up and make it look like something that that people would want in their life. But quite honestly, when when we as a church begin to minister, sometimes there's some misery that's involved in it. Paul understood the misery, misery that accompanied the ministry. I'm not saying that I'm miserable today. Don't take me wrong. Because I feel like in my heart that really there's nothing that could happen to me in this earth at this stage that I'm at in life that could ever make me lose my faith in God. I'm not asking for tragedy. I'm not asking for the Lord to make me into another Job. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that my mind is made up. And I pray God's safety over my family, my children, my grandchildren. I pray God's safety over this church. And God has been so gracious to us over the years. Not that we haven't had our losses. Not that we haven't suffered devastating times. We know we have. But what encourages me is that when I look out here and I see the people that have lost, I see the people that have lost. You are here, you're still here serving God. So there must be something inside of you that connects with that same feeling that I have today. Neither depth nor height. Good things or bad things. Let me just say that since I'm touching on this subject. The Lord gave me a thought earlier in the service that if the devil can't persuade you, if the devil can't persuade you by busting you, by belting you, to submit to his will, be careful because he may use blessings instead of beltings. Not every blessing that comes down in our life is always going to be from God. Some people can't handle the beltings, and some people can't handle the blessings. It's going to take your mind being made up. It's going to take your mind taking the good directions. That little frog would have hopped three times in the right direction. Could have saved himself a lot of fear and grief, but he just kept going back to what was familiar. Never realizing that he was just going to be on the run again in just a few short seconds. If that's where you found yourself, if you found yourself running and trying to to get to a better place only to find that same old adversary creeping up, Facing it all over again. I wonder, would you try something different today? Would you give God a chance? You see, it's just a few short feet away, just a few hops away to get to a place where you're truly safe in Him. I'd prepared a path for that little frog, not realizing it, but I'd already mowed a spot in that yard that was free from danger where he could... Most of the yard was already free from danger. I had one strip left up against the fence, everything else. He could have had the rein of the entire yard. But he chose to stay on that, that same little patch until finally, with the help of someone that was a little bit smarter than him, Someone that could see a little bit more than he could see reached down and just kind of nudged him in the right direction. Come on. He kept wanting to go back one way, but I just kept nudging him a little bit. I wonder if anybody's feeling the nudge of the Lord this morning. wonder today, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, My eyes are not open either. Would you just raise your hand if you're looking for something different than where you're at? If you feel the Lord tugging at your heart, would you just raise your hand right now? Nobody's looking. You don't have to even raise it very high. You're not telling any of us. I want you just to tell the Lord, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to see what you've prepared. The life you've got for me, God, I've tried to live this thing my own way and I'm failing miserably. And every time I turn around, I just keep running. I've gone my own direction. I've made my own way, God, and it's led me to nothing but more and more failure. want to open this altar up today. We've come into the house of the Lord. I feel his presence so strongly here. He's trying to reach out. This message today isn't for everybody, this is for just a handful of people today. You're feeling the Lord has been tugging at your heart for a while now. And you being here today is not some mistake, but it's been God ordained because the Lord has nudged you into this position. And it's a little bit closer to safety than where you were at yesterday. Would you let him nudge you just a little further? With those that would, would you just gather in for a season of prayer? Might make it a little bit easier if there's those that are here today that you're a little uncomfortable to come up on your own. Would you come with this crowd? Would you come with the church as they began to just gather around the front here? And if you would like prayer, Just kneel down and pray. We won't attack you. We're not going to maul you. We just want the Lord's best for your life. We want to help you get where God wants you to be. As they began to sing the song this morning, where do you want to be tomorrow?